0: بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهدى لولا أن هدانا الله الحمد لله الذي من علينا وأنعم علينا بنعمة من لا تعد ولا تحصى الحمد لله الواحد الأحد الفرد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الحمد لله الذي خصنا بخير كتاب ان انزل وبخير نبي انرسل محمد صلوات ربي وسلامه عليه اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الاولين وصلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الاخرين وصلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الملائئه العلى الى يوم الدين Barakallahu الله فيكم جزاكم الله for having me. Um, InshaAllah, just in the brief moments that we have before salatul Aisha, I wanted to share with you a hadith that is commonly referenced with regards to the month of Ramadan and all too often this hadith goes unnoticed or really unappreciated. It's a hadith where the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi says لَا تَزَالُ أُمَّتِي بِخَيْرٍ أو عَلَى خَيْرٍ مَا عجل الفطر. The Prophet SallAllahu says that my Ummah will be in a good state as long as they break their fast immediately at Maghrib time. Right? So everyone understands the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ says that my ummah will be in a good state as long as they break their fast immediately at Maghrib time. Now for me this hadith has always been growing up one of these ahadith where I say, as long as Sadiq al masduq said it, then I believe it, but why? What's, what's the wisdom behind why the Prophet ﷺ would say that we will be in a good state as an ummah if we break our fast on time? To appreciate this hadith you have to under- appreciate the backstory, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah kutiba kutiba right, That fast has been prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon those who preceded you. So the nations that preceded us they had fast prescribed upon them, the Jews and the Christians and so on. But what was their treatment of the fast? Initially, they fasted properly as Allah ordained and commanded them to do so. But with time and with human intervention, they started to veer off. So instead of breaking it on time, they would extend it half an hour, an hour, two hours. They wouldn't even break it that night. And it continued to evolve and evolve and evolve until what you have today. So those of you who know people who, for example, fast in Lent, what does that fast look like? So no longer used to be that you fast from meats or fast from dairy or fast from this. Now it's like a new year's resolution. You choose to see what you're going to fast from. So they'll come and ask you, what are you gonna fast from this year? And say, oh, I'm gonna fast from saying this bad word. It's a personal choice. So the Prophet Sallallahu is saying, Beware of that. And you will be in a good state as an ummah if you fulfill the divine dictates as they were commanded. But if you begin to incur into your religious practice, your own whims and your desires, then you will enter into a destruct- destructive state. And you will veer completely off the path of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. And this message, brothers and sisters, this hadith is ever more critical and prevalent in our moment and day-to-day, right? We live in a society, right? We live very much within a secular liberal paradigm where the subjective and one's whims and desires is what dictates what we will do. For those of you who have been following the, the gender and race conversation over the past month, you'll see how arbitrary now within this secular liberal paradigm, the discourse has become what a gender is and who a male and a female is has become remarkably arbitrary and I, I find this conversation truly fascinating right because you have now feminists and homosexuals and people all across the spectrum debating arduously what gender is but there's no clearly defined lines it's remarkably arbitrary and so this really is the manifestation of the human being Defining for him or herself what is and what is not. And so as Muslims, especially in the month of Ramadan, our sense of servitude, of Ubudiyah should become heightened. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, kutiba عليكم كما kutiba على الذين من قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ This month is a month of God consciousness because everything about Siyam is clearly defined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we enter into this month, when we sight the, 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 the moon, when we start our fast, when we break our fast, how we pray, and so on and so forth. Clearly defined by the Creator. But if we begin to meddle in Allah Allah's affairs, that's what leads to our destruction as a people. So the Prophet ﷺ makes it very simple. You will be in a good state as long as you break your fast on time. Meaning you fulfill all of the divine dictates as He, Allah Jalla Jalalu, defined. And so the reason why this increasingly becomes critical, brothers and sisters, is that today a lot of people struggle with issues of gender, with issues of orientation. And there are a lot of fitan in our societies, people within the Muslim community and outside of the Muslim community who are struggling with their own identities. But as Muslims, it is very simple and very clear cut the sole identifier of who we are is our Islam. I may have been born in this country, I may be ethnically this or that, I may have this orientation or this inclination, but no matter what I feel or how my body feels, if my religion doesn't allow for it, then my religion is what reigns supreme. Even if I have to suppress certain feelings I have, Or certain inclinations or certain obsessions as long as Allah told us to be a certain way that's how we are meant to be and so brothers and sisters the key identifier in who you are is your Islam today the key identifier has become your sexual orientation your gender right this is who you are so you identify yourself as such that's not what Islam is about and so even when common people, people say, I was born like this, and this is how I feel. I may go as far as saying, that's fine. But as long as we believe in a creator and a sustainer, who has clearly defined who we are, then that's what we submit to. So brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that this month is a month where we can reconnect to our creator. And really develop a consciousness of what Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la is in our lives because as our ulama of kalam have said al-hasanu ma hasanahu Allah wal-qabihu ma qabbahahu Allah what is hasan what is good it is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designated as being good and what is qabih what is ugly is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designated as being qabih so even if the entirety of the world is saying brothers muslims jews christians this is a good thing we say no we know what's good. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has already designated it as being good or bad. So, brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that no matter how challenging our circumstances become, we are always able to turn back to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and gain from His guidance and from His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi this our Messenger's guidance. What is meant to be good for us? Because one some, something that's very unique and special about specifically the month of Ramadan, and something that Allah says in Surah Al Baqarah. That also goes unnoticed is towards the end of the verse where Allah speaks about Shah Ramadan, He says, Yuridullahu bikum yusr, yuridu usr, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for you ease and he does not want for you hardship. Now when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he wants ease for you, that settles it. That clearly means he does not want hardship. But why does Allah emphasize why does he use a tawqeed here to emphasize that I want ease for you, I do not want hardship. Why does he do that? Because he knows that his listener has inkar, is doubting what he's saying. See, Allah knows our nature because He created us. And He knows that we doubt our times and we struggle. We struggle with what Allah has defined for us. We struggle with what Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la has clearly delineated for us. But he says, know full well that everything I have commanded you to do is for your benefit. Not only that, but with everything that I have commanded you to do, I want goodness for you. I want ease for you. I don't want hardship. So people may tell you, oh, this is hard. This fast business all day is hard. Wearing your hijab is hard. Not doing what your bestial desires tell you to do is hard. But when Allah says, no, 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 it's easy, that's where we find our confidence. Because the nafs, brothers and sisters, the nafs was never meant to define for us what is wholesome and good on this earth. The nafs is connected to the dirt, it's connected to this earth. But the ruh is what's connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the source of the ruh is telling you what's good for you, that's what you submit to and that's what you connect to. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us in this month of Ramadan with the connectedness to him. And that our souls truly connect to our creator in a way that overwhelms our material side, overwhelms our nafs, overwhelms our bestial desires and inclinations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our iman and our Islam. May he make beautified in our hearts, our iman and Islam, Amen. and he make hated to our hearts, kufr and fusuq and asyan. wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa da'wana an